Rock Your Mic Right, podcast to the beat of your own drum. Brought to you by CarlyNimmo.com and Radcasters Podcasting School, where you can learn to podcast like a pro, from a pro. All right, let's go. Hey there. So today I am going to explore with you one of three of my pillars of podcasting. And you may hear some planes going over in the background. Uh, At this point in time, New South Wales is ablaze. We're about three months into bushfires that have burnt down about 1.5 million hectares and there's planes going overhead. But if I wait for the opportune moment when there aren't any, I'll be waiting a while. So you may hear some planes in the background. Uh, Right, so let's dive in. My three pillars of podcasting, and these are the three pillars that I bring to every client that I work with. This is the underpinning of this podcast. It's the underpinning of the work that I do in the world. And I bring this, whether you are a large corporate or a big brand or an entrepreneur or a hobbyist, or you're doing this as a form of self-expression, these are the three pillars that underpin podcasting, in my opinion, and should do for everyone in this space. What I find with podcasters is a lot of them get into this without having done the foundational work. They don't really know why they're podcasting. They're just kind of doing it because it's the next thing on the to-do list. They are following all the tactics and the strategies and they're trying to move the needle for want of a less wanky term. And what's actually happening is they're not being fulfilled by their show. And that leads to pod fading, ghosting, uh, leaving the medium before you've really given it a good shot. And if we get these three pillars, if we really look at these three pillars, then it gives us a really solid foundation so that we can stick to it long term. Like me, having stuck to 250 episodes of Carlosophy's even though life has thrown all matter of shit my way in that time and I have lacked inspiration, what I've had is the the foundations to come back to. It's like an anchor. You're a boat floating around in the sea and if you're anchored really well, then the you know the ocean can move you around but you've still got this scent, this center you can come back to. I'm going to share with you the three pillars, but in today's episode we're going to explore the first pillar, which is honoring yourself. The other two pillars are honouring the medium and hone your craft. You may notice that these are a general theme in all of the episodes that I record here. This is the foundation of my work in the world. And so it's always going to be a theme, but I wanted to break down this first one, break down the second pillar and break down the third. So we've got a really solid understanding of what these concepts mean because they can be kind of arbitrary. They can be a bit wishy-washy on their own. But when we understand what the, I guess, sub um, pillars of the pillar (laughs) are, then we can really get a solid understanding as to whether we are in alignment with our show. And uh, because what these three pillars are really all about is alignment and refinement And I believe we need both of those in order to have what every podcaster wants, growth. Without being aligned and refined, growth isn't necessarily a good thing. Growth for growth's sake is not fulfilling in any sense of the word. 
But when you are aligned and you have a show that is refined, then growth is happening for the right reasons and it can be really, really impactful and meaningful. And you can do a lot with a smaller audience because you are in alignment. People respect and they trust you and you respect and trust yourself. Win-win. Okay, so this first pillar, honouring yourself, there are five sub pillars and there's some crossover between them, but essentially they're know the way you work, honour your schedule, honour your flow or creativity, honour your truth and know what you want. Know the way you work is really about knowing the way you work and not punishing yourself if it doesn't fit the ideals of how you think you should work. (laughs) So for example, If you are a last minute person, just honoring that that's the way you work best, that you need some pressure to create a diamond. Cool, just to honor that. Or if you know that the way you work best is not flying by the seat of your pants, having a plan, having a schedule, dedicating time to record, you know, blocking out your calendar, whatever works for you project manager types, do it. Honor that. If you are the kind of person that knows that you need to be ahead, you need to have a few episodes in the can to feel like you can maintain your creativity, then batch. Honour the way you work best. If you're a last-minute person, allow yourself to be a last-minute person and just create the foundation to support you to do that. If you are a planner, plan. If you are a batcher, batch. Do whatever you have to do to get this work out there consistently. Know the way you work and honour that. Number two, honour your schedule or schedule depending on where in the world you are. Honouring your schedule is about committing to something And that doesn't have to look any particular way. It doesn't have to be a daily podcast. It doesn't have to be a bi-weekly podcast. It doesn't have to be a weekly podcast, a fortnightly podcast for you Americans. That is every second week. Uh, It doesn't have to be a monthly podcast. It can be whenever creative inspiration strikes. But you need to be committed to whichever schedule you choose. And you need to communicate that. That's kind of like two sub-pillars, right? Be consistent and communicate. You get to decide what consistency looks like for you. Consistency can be consistently inconsistent, but having communicated that with your audience so they know that you're not going to be podcasting week in, week out, you're going to be showing up when you feel inspired, if that is laid out as a foundation of your show, then that's totally fine to do. But then make sure that you can back that up, that you're not, it's not just an excuse for you to ghost, that it's actually honoring the way you work. Know how you work best and then honor your schedule or the frequency with which you've committed to showing up and make sure you clearly communicate that to your audience. It do- consistency doesn't look a certain way. It just means being consistently the same way. So the people that you are attracting are having the same experience of you each time. I don't know if you've ever read E-Myth Revisited, but I feel like it's a really a must read. I read it very early on in my entrepreneurial journey and it was a game changer for me. 
And that is all about, you know, when you go to McDonald's, you have the same experience every time. It's consistently the same. And that is what builds trust in a brand. Now, I'm not saying McDonald's have a particularly trustworthy brand. I think they do in a lot of respects. They may not be flavor of the month right now, but they have a solid brand and they have a solid following and they have a consistency to them. Because when you go in there, you know what you're going to get. And that's what we want for our audience. We want them to come to us and know what they're going to get. We can surprise them sometimes, like having a show that's constantly surprising is also being consistently surprising, right? So what I'm saying here is there's no real rules about the schedule or, or consistency other than you're consistent at what you're consistent at. Okay, so the next one is honoring your flow or your creativity. This works in tandem with honoring your schedule and knowing the way you work. Knowing your creative process is something I've explored a lot in Carlosophies and a lot in the work that I do on my retreats and stuff. Once we know our creative process, then there's less getting stuck in those sticky moments of it. I don't know if you've ever seen that entrepreneur picture, which is like a roller coaster. And it says like, this is amazing. Oh my God, this is shit. This is shit. I am shit. You know, oh, this is okay. This might work. Oh, it's working. Yay. Oh, I'm shit. You know, so it's like, this is the roller coaster of entrepreneurship, but it's also the creative process. When we're creating anything, it's the same process that we go through. And so I've done a lot of uh, retreats and workshops around pe helping people discover their creative process. The, the great thing about learning what your creative process is, is that one creative process is pretty much every creative process. The quickest way to understand what your creative process is, is to go and do something you've never done before. Go and do basket weaving. Go and create some pottery. Even, even make a vision board. And then go about making that thing with awareness of what's going on inside your head. What voices are coming up? What they're telling you? What are the phases that you notice yourself going through? And then go and create something else and see if the same things come up again and again. Now, what happens in when we're creating a vision board can be replicated to when we're creating a podcast. It may just be a large time frame, but we're going to go through the same things. So for example, my creative process is generally I start something, I'm really excited about it, I hit up against self-doubt, I question whether or not I can do it, I start to really question myself, it gets really ugly there for a while, and eventually I bust through that and I create the thing. We all have these cycles that we hit up against and when we can identify them, then we can just be the observer and we can watch ourselves going through the creative process but not get attached to parts of it. So not get held back because a lot of people will get to that self-doubt part of a creative cycle, which exists in all creative cycles in some way or another. Everyone hits up against that. And if we know that and we have awareness of it, it can stop us from, you know, retreating when we hit that and allow us to just keep going regardless because we know it's just part of a process. Knowing your flow, knowing your creativity really helps us to then know best the way we work and to help us honour our schedule because what we'll learn is that creativity does come in a flow and we can start tracking that shit too because often as a woman it can be, 
related to our own inner cycles that we go through. Really diving into your creative process is a great way for to help you through anything you want to create. It really does help you become more resilient in those moments of doubt that we get stuck in in the creative process. So honoring your flow, knowing your flow, and really allowing yourself just to be the observer of what you're creating, not the critic. This is probably something I'll explore in a future episode, but one of the most fabulous things anyone has ever said to me was during singing lessons. My singing teacher, Lisa Brown, had said to me, when you're creating, you get to choose one seat. You can choose the critic or you can choose the creator. Which do you want to choose? Because you can't be the critic and be the creator at the same time. So for me, it makes that choice very easy. I'm always going to choose the creator over the critic. The critic is there just to help protect me. I don't need protecting if I'm creating something like a podcast, right? I've just got to get that critic out of the way so that I can show up and do what I'm here to do, which is be a creator. Okay, so number four is honor your truth. And honor your truth is really about owning who you are and honoring that. So many of us are unwilling to really put our beliefs on the line because we'll be disproven, because someone may argue the point with us and we're not, we don't have all the facts, we're not an expert. Honoring your truth is just understanding that everything is subject to change. Truth is subject to change on a daily basis, on a moment-to-moment basis, but being who you are right now is honoring your truth without apology being brave enough to put those unpopular, maybe unpopular thoughts out into the world. It doesn't mean that it's a license to be an asshole. It doesn't mean that it's a license to attack other people, but you are entitled to your opinion and you are entitled to what is true for you. Being brave enough to, oh God, I, like this is just such an overused term, but to authentically share who you are with the world It's a scary thing, but it's those who take the greatest risks that receive the greatest rewards. And it doesn't have to be huge, big, bold moves, but are you willing to test the waters here? Are you willing to stretch into your truth? Are you willing to, you know, it can even be coming down to speaking your intuition, having a thought about something and actually expressing that into the world, not holding yourself back honoring the truth of who you are. And the truth of who you are is that we're all creative. We're all wise. We all have something really amazing to share with the world. But we're not honoring our truth when we're holding ourselves back. And the last one is one that I feel like hardly anyone actually thinks about when they start a podcast. And that is know what you want. Particularly in the online marketing space, we live in this world where it's all about the other, where it's all about knowing our customer avatar within an inch of its life, you know, what car it drives, its name, what its nickname is, what it lies awake at night thinking about. And what we're not focused on is what we actually want to get out of it. So I see this happen all the time where a podcaster starts a podcast for a reason not not clear on what they want to get out of it. And then a year in, maybe not even a year in, six months in, I've actually had this happen personally with Make Some Noise. I wasn't clear on what was in it for me. And it doesn't have to be necessarily something big and grand. 
It doesn't have to be fame and fortune. It can be as simple as having good conversations. That can be what you get out of it. But if it is, like, just be fucking honest with yourself about that. Is that enough? Is that enough for you to keep staying consistent? And some of these things we don't know until we're there. I'm not one for flogging a dead horse. If you're not enjoying your podcast anymore, permission, full permission to walk away. But if you're going to start another one, really get clear on what you want out of it. What is in this for you? And when you know that, when you know the way you work, when you can honour your schedule, your creative flow and your truth, then you have a really solid foundation for being able to show up consistently. Next week, we're going to look at my second pillar of podcasting, which is honouring the medium. If you want to learn more about me and the work I do in the world, then please feel free to go to my website, carlynimmo.com, drop me an email, say hello, uh, and my Instagram handle is at carlosophies. I love to, I love stories. So, so if you are a stories freak like me, follow me on Instagram and let's have a chat over there. Until next week, I'm Carly Nimmo. This is Rock Your Mic Right. Peace out. Carly Nimmo signing off. This was Rock Your Mic Right. Until next week, bye-bye now.